What we do here is go back, 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 back. Hello and welcome to Turbo Geeks, a show where dope people talk passionately about dope topics. On today's episode, what is going on with CrossFit HQ and their social media? So if you haven't been following, CrossFit HQ has been going through some major changes in the past year or so. Uh, primarily, number one, uh, the the big thing has been their focus more towards health and less on the competitive side with the CrossFit Games, regionals, so on and so forth. So much that in the past uh, couple of months, we've seen some huge changes as far as employment there is concerned. A lot of the, the faces that we know from Dave Castro to Tommy Marquez, Rory McKernan, Sean Woodland, so on and so forth. These names uh, and faces that we know from a bunch of CrossFit media have been fired um, due to the fact that Greg Glassman, who is not the CEO anymore, um, but probably still the head of the table, has been requesting a change in what we, as CrossFit as a whole, as a culture, and them as a business is trying to do. Um, they've also got a lot of flack because they turned one of their gyms at the main uh, CrossFit campus into a, let's say, a studio. And the studio looks like, uh, well, a lot of people have been making fun of it. I'm sure you can find this online, though. Uh, a lot of it looks like a 90s sitcom. There's a couch, uh, a coffee table. And it's generally been showing deconditioned uh, populations trying to work out. So the elderly, obese, so on and so forth. And the, their goal is to try to attack those who are at home and affect those who are at home to see if they can just start working out. Because that's where Cro- CrossFit uh, should be per Greg Glassman's uh, vision. Um, so that said, they've been putting out more and more videos showing... Uh, those deconditioned types doing workouts in in that home setting with the couch and stuff and showing how infinitely scalable all of this stuff is. With a lot of that came the cutting of the resources towards the CrossFit Games. So we were used to the CrossFit Games opening or CrossFit Games open showing up and each week when one of the five uh, events would come up, we would get these uh, event announcements. So they would go to a, a gym or a, a CrossFit setting. They would get two high-profile athletes to show up, and then they would uh, do the event. Castro would be there to announce the workout uh, in some dramatic fashion. Some would say annoying. And we would see the workout at the high level, and then there you go. Then we get to do it at, at in our own gyms, put in the scores, so on and so forth. Those who did really well for the CrossFit Games Open would then move on to the next level of the competition, which would be regionals. We would have uh, three to four weeks of regionals in a bunch of different uh, regions of the world, like the West Coast, uh, uh, the East Coast, uh, the Mid-Atlantic, 
uh, Europe, Asia, Australia, so on and so forth. Um, and then we would get to the CrossFit Games, and the CrossFit Games would be broadcast uh, through ESPN or some other partner. I think the last couple of years it's been CBS Sports. Uh, but you would also have, what do you call it? Facebook or YouTube also streaming some of that stuff, which costs a lot of money for the broadcasting and so on and so forth. So uh, all of a sudden there, there came these changes that were saying like, hey, we are going to not spend money on regionals anymore. Uh, we're also firing half of our media team from the announcers to the our filmmakers like uh, Herber, Heber Cannon and uh, Marston Sawyers, who are the the heads behind um, the Fittest on Earth series. If you've seen any of those videos or movies on YouTube, as well as the producers like Tyson Oldroyd, who we had worked with uh, personally for some older. CrossFit HQ uh, media that we put out, videos that we put out. Uh, and they, they cut those guys off because th- they were there to, as an arm, as an extension to the CrossFit games and the competitive side of CrossFit. Now, as an affiliate owner, I get what they're doing because, like, I don't get CrossFit games athletes. Mo- most gyms don't get CrossFit games or CrossFit Games caliber athletes. What our businesses are built on are the everyday people, the people who want to come in and, and get fit so that they can live healthier lives. The CrossFit Games elevation uh, and how much real estate they took of the spotlight, I think, what is what bothered Glassman. So that's why he was trying to cut it off. Now, instead of actually just firing those people, I don't know why CrossFit didn't just make a new business like the CrossFit Games as a like, or or Elite Games or so, Elite Fitness Games or something like that on the side, and then keep those people there so that they could still reap the benefits of that being a subsidiary of CrossFit HQ. But instead, they they kind of cut it wholesales. And Glassman's uh, reasoning was that he wanted to decentralize all this stuff. So if you weren't familiar, the CrossFit Games are actually the Reebok CrossFit Games. And Reebok is the one who fronts money. And the athletes who show up there, regardless of who they're actually sponsored by, have to wear Reebok clothing. They have to wear Reebok uh, shoes and so on and so forth. So if you're an athlete who is sponsored by like Noble or Strike Movement or Nike and you wear those things all the time, when you show up to Madison at the games, you're given a, a brand new unbroken pair of Reebok Nanos. Uh and while that doesn't bother a lot of people, I'm sure that bothers some. I would be bothered as a person who really cares about uh, the type of footwear that I wear. And, like, I can, you know, I know what my feet like and my feet don't like. Uh, and then ask these people to perform at a high, the highest level uh, for that weekend it was really rough. And then uh, it was like having a contract or whatever with ESPN3 or CBS to say that, they were the only ones allowed to do it. So a couple years back, they were allowed to stream on YouTube. And when they signed some of these agreements, they weren't allowed to see it on YouTube. So the people, you and I, couldn't watch it as well because now you had to somehow sign up for a CBS Sports app membership or ESPN3 membership. And that was kind of dirty and and kind of funky. But you still got 
uh, what do you call it, a professional level viewing with it, with scoring, uh, multiple cameras, so on and so forth. And when I think last year or the year before, then it, a lot of the behind the scenes stuff and a lot of the uh, footage was just like some some dude running around on on Instagram live, which sucked. Like the, then the camera's shaking all the time and you don't like, get good audio and, you know, you have to be on Instagram. So I couldn't watch it on a TV. I had to have my phone with me. Um, that was kind of lame. Whatever. That all said, they, they switched all that stuff out and they changed... Uh, the process for getting to the games. We'll cover that at, in a different pod, um, but essentially that's where we were. Now, the past couple of the days, uh, we've seen some stuff from guys like Arm & Hammer TV. Uh, because the, the news has been decentralized and stuff, you're getting to see some of these other businesses kind of and other uh, communities pop up. So Arm & Hammer is a, a guy named Armin who's been putting out some news you also have people like the Morning Chalk Up who are getting exclusives on what's happening within that world and being the ones to be able to share that n- info and that news, those news uh, pieces. Shared an uh, Armin shared an interview that he had with Glassman when he went over there recently for um, uh, a health level one or something like that, and he had a conversation. And Glassman essentially said the list of things he wants to do is growing and the list of things that he doesn't want to do is growing and he wants to be able to chop that stuff out. So the assumption is that he's talking about the games and how much he doesn't care for them and whatnot. We saw that this year with the lack of the open announcements. Uh, Castro did not come out and and announce anything. We didn't have any high-profile or highly produced events. Um, there were a couple of things where people would have cameras and stuff but it was really just like if you and i were to say hey let's figure out how we can uh, stream this event that we're having at our gym that was like like the highest level of production minus i think it was the last week where it was it aligned with wadapalooza one of the first sanctioned events again we'll we'll cover that stuff and what that means later but uh that was probably the highly the most highly produced stuff and a lot of people will argue that that should have been the first open but our first open announcement so that we could get that kind of uh level of quality there but uh, a lot of people are obviously disappointed by it especially if you're the type who got into it because of the competitive stuff whether it was something that you were inspired by or something that you aspire to uh that all said that's been the funky part there now what's been happening most recently especially after that conversation that conversation that armin and glassman had uh the other day, the CrossFit, the official CrossFit Instagram profile, the CrossFit Games profile, and both of those Facebook pages were deactivated. They're not there anymore. Um, I am pretty sure that the CrossFit Instagram profile had over two and a half million followers. So it's kind of weird that out of the blue, this gets cut off and... We, we have nothing there now. Apparently, the Twitter page still exists. The Twitter account still exists. But that's that's Twitter is very much a um, an announcement area, right? You can put out your thoughts. You can share articles and stuff. But it's not so caught up in 
in a lot of the like questions and whatnot because it's not the most popular thing. Everybody's got an Instagram. Everybody else has got Facebook. Um, I'm sure one of the things that they didn't want to handle either was now we have to have somebody managing these accounts. We have to have somebody sharing all this info and they probably have to be the ones to kind of sift through all of the different like DMs that they get and so on and so forth. So they just cut it off. I get it. I, I think I understand why Glassman wanted that stuff gone. It just sucks because in this day and age, I think the CrossFit uh, social media is what gets other people attracted to it when they see it. Whether it's somebody doing their first pull-up, uh, high-level athletes doing something crazy, or you know, seeing uh, an adaptive athlete with like one arm do a, a super heavy clean and jerk max. Those things are all pretty inspiring and I don't know why you would get rid of that especially when the goal is to be able to take care of uh, the affiliates and the gyms and whatnot or what Glassman likes to call the lifeboats because we're the ones apparently who are going to help the masses uh, see the errors in uh, the knowledge that they think they have for health and fitness Um, so it's weird to then take away one of the things that kind of helps us right now that doesn't mean crossfit gyms have to leave instagram and facebook and whatnot but if we don't have the tip of the spear there it it, the official version there it's it's kind of hard for everybody to to feel like we're being taken care of that said glassman has been out there as well talking about uh them helping more and more affiliates somehow especially the 10-year ones which we're one of them Foundation CrossFit has been an affiliate since 07 now. So we're in our 12th year. But it depends. If you uh, ask my business partner, he'll say we're in our 10th year. But that's because he came in two years later and bought the business out. Uh, that's neither here nor there. Otherwise, it, it's just a, it's an odd thing right now to not utilize a tool that may be one of the reasons multiple people get into CrossFit, whether it's the sport or just the local affiliate. So what does this mean for the future? I would hope that with the resources kind of reeled in and focused a little bit more that uh, we see a big push towards the website. And within the website, they, they have their published articles and whatnot, but also maybe their YouTube. So they still, it's not that they don't have media anymore, but the media is definitely focused on Uh, the learning and the training and the how do we reach more people uh, side of it, whether it's the decondition, the geriatrics, or uh, the everyday kind of person. Um, The hope is that more and more people see what's going on there. They talk to each other and we get more of those types and not just the hardcore, I'm a former athlete, I'm trying to find my new, like, sport or whatever. I can tell you from being an affiliate for however long we've been an affiliate for that, you know, I started it when I was in my early 20s and now being in my early 30s that CrossFit is a a lot different to me now. My goals and my focus when I'm working out and when I'm in classes is totally different from when I was a young buck. Um, 
And I'm sure that changes if you add another decade to my life and so on and so forth. And so at foundation, we have people that range from 80 to, you know, their teens. How do we make sure that everybody's moving together where they want to go and reaching their particular goals? Well, that's the hard part. And that's what I think we're trying to get better at as a group. And that's the, the hope that in the future, by having a stronger presence with their website, their, their YouTube, um, and then hopefully within the actual health space. So like that's, that's the biggest thing that people don't get that what we provide as gyms is preventative medicine. If your body is functioning well, um, not only physically, but hormonally, because you understand better nutrition practices that uh, you don't, we don't see as many people having to go in with chronic disease, diabetes, obesity, high blood pressure, uh, and things like high blood uh, or high triglycerides and whatnot, that we get people to, to feel better. And hopefully because of the training, we get more people off their asses, off the couches and, and into the gyms or just off the couches and using their couches for exercise, right? So a lot of people are making fun of the, the blue jugs, the jugs filled with blue water, things that those newer demo videos are showing. But like, if that can get a parent, like somebody in my parents' age off their butts, because Lord knows I try to talk to them and educate them enough, but uh, it doesn't, it doesn't get them to move. Then we need, we need a, a different option for that. So that's some of the fun stuff that I, I hope to see happen down the line, but we won't know until we're actually in there. They, they, don't plan to put that much money towards the games, but they're hoping that because of the the community behind the games right now, from uh, CrossFit companies who support that stuff, uh, to like you know gear stuff like Red Bull or not Red Bull. Well, yeah, some Red Bull, uh, Fit Aid, Kill Cliff, uh, Romwad, Rogue Fitness. Right, you know, like a lot of people are are wondering. Rogue just held their own sanctioned event called the Rogue Invitational this past weekend, and it was fantastically produced. They are the ones who obviously provide a lot of the equipment, and they just built their own grounds for these kind of events. So my assumption is that after they're done with their contract in Madison, Wisconsin, is that it might move to Columbus, Ohio, so that it becomes like the Rogue CrossFit Games or something like that. Um, and Glassman will be happy because it's completely out of his hands, uh, even though he has licensed them to call it CrossFit. I think this is a really relevant quote of the day uh, for today's subject. This is from Greg Everett of Catalyst Athletics, a, an Olympic weightlifting gym located in Oregon. Uh, they put out some great lifters and great content themselves. Check out their podcast, Weightlifting Life. The quote is, engross yourself in the process rather than waiting around for the product. If you're not active, about what we're, what you're trying to do in life. How do you know that you're getting to where you want to go, right? Uh, 
that's what we are always trying to do as CrossFit affiliates and as CrossFitters um, in the gym every day. Keep that stuff in mind and keep working. Update. Well, uh, the Morning Chalk Up came out with an article not too long ago. And it looks like it's not what we originally thought. Um, CrossFit's decision Monday to deactivate all Facebook and Instagram pages indefinitely was fueled by growing data and privacy concerns with the social media giant, Greg Glassman revealed on a call with the Morning Chalk Up. CrossFit staff has been silent on the changes amid large speculation in the community about what's actually going on. On Tuesday, Morning Chalk Up confirmed that the pages are, in fact, deactivated indefinitely. The explanation, quote, All activity on CrossFit Inc.'s Facebook and Instagram accounts is suspended as of May 24th, 2019, as CrossFit investigates circumstances pertaining to Facebook's deletion of Banting's seven-day meal plan and other well-known public complaints about the social media company that may adversely impact the security and privacy of our global CrossFit community. In a nutshell, Facebook, quote, doesn't comport with my community standards for privacy and decency, so we're out, unquote. Uh, So yeah, that's what it looks like. Glassman was uh, fed up with Facebook's privacy concerns, and it all came to a head when a South African based low carb Facebook group called Banting Seven Day Meals Plan was deleted without warning or explanation. So that's that's his reasoning and I'm sure a lot of people will try to poke holes in it as much as they can, but that's what Glassman's saying, so you know, that's what we can look look at right there, right? Uh we'll see how this pans out in the next week or so. Thanks for listening today. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. That could be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Overcast, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Uh, you can also follow us and like us on social media at TurboGeeksPod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Shout out to The Riveter for letting me record in here today in one of their awesome podcast booths. Uh, Otherwise, thanks and be kind to one another.